Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. What a joy again, friends, to come to you again through this medium and to share God's word with you in this very short time today. And I believe uh, to many and to you, this uh, has been a blessing, and I pray it be a blessing more and more to you and to your friends, to your family. And as we've always said of recent, do your best to communicate to us, write to us, and tell us how the word has blessed you. You can call our office here and check send an email in Russian, in English, and we will be glad to hear from you. And if you have any questions, we'll be glad to respond to your questions. But let's go ahead and get to this, uh, to this message, the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just thank you, bless and praise you, Lord God, for the privilege and honor that you've given to us again to meet today to share your word together. I pray for the audience out there that you bless them, Father, and anoint and use this broadcast today to be a blessing to many and glory to your wonderful name. Thank you, dear Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's always very important for you and I as believers to really understand the meaning of the things we read every day or we hear every day in the Word of God. And Many times, somebody can be going to church for many, many years, but really have never truly uh, fully comprehend the meaning and the power and the impact or what it means that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for us on the cross of Calvary. And in this such kind of a simple setting today, and kind of setting that I have here, I really want the average Christian, the new believer, the average Christian, to really understand the importance of what we hear every day being preached, of what we read every day in the Bible. Here in the book of Matthew, chapter 26, this was the very last night, before the Lord was uh, arrested and then crucified. Matthew 26, and I want to read this to you from there. Um, in verse um, 25, 26 says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread. This was, they were eating the Passover, which, you know, began in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 12, as Israel was about to leave Egypt. That very night, they were about to leave Egypt. The Lord told them, take a lamb, kill a lamb and take the blood of the lamb and uh, you know just uh, rub on the front post and this way and this way of the house where they are living because that night god was about to send the angel of judgment to go through all the land of egypt and uh, to kill every firstborn whether of animals or of humans so there we are actually in this very passover meal passover night as we all know if you understand that jesus christ is our passover lamb here, he was celebrating the Passover. But actually, if people were able to understand, they would know that he is actually the Passover lamb of the, in, the, at least in the New Testament. So here we see his, uh, he took, um, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. The bread was to be unleavened bread to show that Israel came out of Egypt in a haste. 
they had to live in a haste. So they, they, it was like a showing that they had no time to let their uh, floor even uh, become leavened. So they had a leavened, unleavened bread. And many times in our Christian life, some things God wants us to make a quick move, to respond to him quickly, to move in a haste. The same way for you and I today. The moment you hear God's word come into your ear, you hear that word, don't try to just act quickly, act immediately. The, this hour, this time we're going to spend here can be the door, uh, God knocking on the door for you to be saved, to be born again, to be healed, or to be delivered. So when you hear, respond immediately. They ate the unleavened bread. They didn't have time to wait for their dove to be leavened. They ate unleavened bread. And here we read in the Bible, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, an unleavened bread, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Wow. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. In fact, in this Passover that he was, basically was, uh, I'm trying to reenact today in a simplistic form. This is a, a, a bread, and uh, this is also the wine. And here the Lord was saying, as he break that bread, he said to the disciples, this bread is actually my body, which is broken for which is about to be broken for you he was about to be arrested he was about to be crucified that body was about to be torn in pieces and led to the cross and then he took the cup he said this cup this wine you are about to drink with me is no more an ordinary wine this is now my blood of the new testament the new agreement the new bond which is shared for many for the remission of sin not the forgiveness of sin, but the remission of sin, which will completely and absolutely erase sin as if it has never existed. The blood of Jesus Christ does not cover sin like they did with animals in the Old Testament. It doesn't just cover sin for one year or whatever, but it takes away sin. As John the Baptist said in John chapter 1, verse 29, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was basically telling the Jewish Sanhedrin and the high priest, hey, when this guy dies, <laughs> you don't have to offer any more animal sacrifice because uh, he's, uh, he is the Lamb of God, the real Lamb of God. All you've been doing is a shadow, and he is the reality. He is the real Lamb. In fact, I heard in the historical books that that very year that Christ was crucified, you know, when he was crucified, uh, when he died, the cotton in the temple was torn into two from up to bottom. And the Bible said that very year, the scapegoat, which they normally do, they get the, the goat, the high priest would lay his hand upon that goat and confess all the sins of Israel on that very, what they call, scapegoat. And then they would send that goat away to the, to the desert, to the barren land, to die there in the hand of wolves and animals as a way of that, that goat carrying away the sin of the nation. That very year that Christ was crucified, that very year he was crucified, the historical books told us that that very year, when the high priest did the same ritual of a goat and relaying the sins of the whole nation upon that very goat, and sent that goat to the land of, of forgetfulness. 
the story tells us that that very year, for the first time in 1,500 years, that very scapegoat that very year did not wander in the wilderness area and die there. That very year, the scapegoat went and came back. It was a shocking thing. It never happened before. Why? Because Jesus Christ is our scapegoat. That is why we have to confess our sins. When you confess your sin in, to the Father in Jesus' name, you say that Jesus Christ is my scapegoat. He is the Lamb of God that takes away my sin. I lay my hands on Jesus and I confess, I release all my sins on him. All the evil I have done, I release on him. He now carried the sin away to the land of forgetfulness. He took it with himself on the cross of Calvary and took it down to the pit of hell and laid it down there. So whenever you confess your sin to the Father in Jesus' name, you are basically laying your hand on Jesus and releasing all your sins and all your curses on the scapegoat. And he carries it away. He is a lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. So remember this. The Lord take the bread and break the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. And then he took the cup and said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You know, many times when we hear that Christ was crucified and he, and he died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, many people don't really understand. You have to understand that, as the Bible said, the wages of sin is death. When God told Adam, the day you eat of this forbidden tree, you will die. Death, Bible said that death came through sin. In the book of Romans, we can read that briefly as our letter, foundation for this for you today. Romans 5 says these words. Um, in verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, but that all have sinned. You see, death came through sin. Uh, there in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is a very powerful scripture there. At the end of that very chapter, it says there, in, in, um, in verse 56, it says, The sting of death is a sin, and the strength of sin is a law. Wow. The sting of death is a sin. And the strength of sin is the law. You see, the Bible is saying here to you and I, without sin, there is no death. Until sin came, there was no death. God told Adam, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So, until Adam sinned, there was no death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. The penalty for sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You have to understand, my friends, that Jesus Christ, nothing could have killed Jesus. Nothing. If he did not go to the cross and take our sins upon himself, he, could, he would still be alive today on earth. Physically alive today on earth. Why? He never sinned. And he never inherited the blood of Adam. You see, sin is in the blood. That's what the Bible says. Sin is in the blood. You and I 
sin passed over onto us because we are the descendants of Adam and Eve. We have the Adamic blood, naturally, who were born in sin. Sin is not what you do, that is called sins. Sin is what we are by birth, naturally. We inherited Adam's sin in our blood. Sin is in the blood. So Jesus, our Savior, came into this world with a different, totally different blood. His blood did not come from Adam and Eve. His blood did not come from Mary or from Joseph. That is why he is a son of God. His blood was pure and sinless. He came by a perfect blood and did not defile that blood with his own sin. When God made Adam, God made Adam with a sinless blood. But then Adam, by his own willful transgression, defiled that blood, and that blood became polluted by sin. So he, Adam, uh, Adam's blood became sinful blood. And all of us, as his descendants, share in the same blood and in the same sin and in the same death. Hallelujah. So understand this. The Lord Jesus Christ did not inherit the blood of Adam and Eve. So the, he was born with a pure, perfect blood. That's why the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 that he came by water and by blood. He did not inherit the, the sin, uh, the blood of Adam and Eve. In fact, in 1 John chapter 5, it says these words. Um, verse 6 says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, not by water only, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Hallelujah. Remember again there, in the, in, in the book of Revelation, it says, And they overcame him. We overcame Satan. We overcame darkness. Chapter 12 of Revelation, verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto their death. You and I must understand the power of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. We must understand what he meant. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the sinless Son of God, died for you and I on the cross of Calvary. Christianity is not a religion. It is a supernatural thing. It is a, it is a heavenly thing that is down here on earth. This is the victory that overcomes the world. That overcomes Satan, overcomes sin, overcomes death, overcomes the grave. Hallelujah. So, understand this. Jesus did not inherit Adam's blood. He was born with a sinless blood. And he, by his own life, never sinned. The Bible says he was in all points, tempted as we are, without sin. He never, never committed his own sin. He did not inherit sin for blood. Neither did he sin by himself. Adam, in the Garden of Eden, did not have a sin for blood in him. He had a perfect human blood. And so what happened? But by his own willful transgression, he opened the door for sin. Sin came and the blood of man was defiled. And because the blood became now sinful, death began to walk in our physical bodies. So man begins to die. Through sin, death came. Now Christ then, 
Nothing could kill Jesus. Nothing could kill him. He could never die. No death, death cannot kill him. He had no sinful blood and he had no, he did not sin. Because the wages of sin is what? Is death. So where there is no sin, there is no death. So Christ could not die. He would be alive till today if he did not go to Calvary and God laid on him all our iniquities, all our sins and its consequences. Hallelujah. And I think, this is my own thought now, that um, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him, never believed that Jesus Christ could be, could be crucified. He never believed that Christ could die. He, he must have seen all the miracles he did because he, he was there. He saw him raise the dead, bring Lazarus back to life. He saw him heal the sick. He saw him walk on water. He, he, he was fully persuaded that nothing can kill this guy. <laughs> he was, I believe he, he thought that way, that this guy, forget it. They, they tried many times to arrest him, to grasp him. They couldn't. They want to catch him here, he's over there. They want to stone him here, he's over there. Nothing could kill him. Why? There was no sin in his blood. The wages of sin is death. He never sinned, so you cannot kill him. And Judas was shocked after he has betrayed him, gotten the money. He must have thought in his mind, said, well, this guy, these people cannot kill him. I'll go ahead and play my game, get some money from them, hand them over to him. So, okay, this is the guy you want. Okay, mission accomplished. Goodbye. If he disappears from your hands, it's not my fault. My money, I got it. He must have tried to play that gamble. But he did not know that was the hour of darkness. Jesus said, that is your time in the hour of darkness. They aligned with sin. So look at what happened there. When Judas finally saw how he was arrested, how he was blindfolded, how he was being whipped, how he was being torn in pieces, he was shocked when he saw him basically powerless. The person he has seen walk on water, heal the sick, raise the dead, done unimaginable things that no human can ever or will ever do. To see him become like an ordinary man. It's almost like when Samson, the strong, uh, was shaved and uh, his power left him. I mean, he was shocked that this man that I've seen do unimaginable things would become this kind of person that they are blindfolding and binding and weeping and spitting upon and he's doing nothing. He would have said, what about the miracles? What about the signs and wonders? What about all his power? Why don't you use your power now? Why don't you use your power? And he was shocked. And Judas went and threw the money back to those Sanhedrin people and said, I am guilty. I have sinned in betraying an innocent blood. And he went and hanged himself and died. So you can understand that, that he must have thought this is not ordinary person. Nobody can kill this person. Even if I get this money, betray him, he will do what he normally do. He will be gone. But this time he missed it. Because the Lord Jesus said it clearly to those um, Sanhedrin people in, in, the, in, in Matthew 26. He said to them, and um, he said, this is your time and the powers of darkness. But Judas did not know that it's not time for miracle anymore. It is now time to save the world with his own, with his own blood. And, um, 
And look at what it says. And, and, and uh, so understand this, that Jesus couldn't have died by no means, if not for our sins. What actually killed the Lord Jesus Christ was not those uh, physical wounds and stabbings. That was just an, a physical expression of what was going on in the spirit realm. Sin is a spiritual force. Sin is a physical, it's not a physical thing. Sin is something spiritual. What you saw happen on, on, the, on Calvary, all the sufferings, all the pain, all the weepings, all the beatings was just, in fact, the Bible said God made his soul an offering for sin. Sin is something beyond the physical. And again, understand this. When Adam was in the Garden of Eden, before he sinned, get this, his body was not mortal. His body was not subject to death. He had a perfect human body. He, he could not die. Nothing could kill Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They couldn't die. The devil cannot come and bind them in the Garden of Eden without them eating the fruit and trying to kill them. It wouldn't work. Death came only through sin. So the, Adam and Eve, their body was not as mortal as our bodies are today because there was no sin in their blood. So their body was not subject to death. Their body became subject to death only from the moment that they ate forbidden fruit and sin entered in. So the body of Jesus Christ was not subject to death until God laid on him all our sins and guilt. That was then when his body then can become subject to death. If he did not bore our sins on the Calvary cross, our Savior Jesus Christ could still be alive today physically here on this earth because without sin, there is no death. Hallelujah to Jesus. And understand that. So you can understand what it means that the Lord died for us. He truly died for us. He truly gave his life. He did his life to carry our sin. What actually killed him was our sin. Without sin, is, sin brings death. The sting of, of death is a sin. Without sin entering in, death has, is powerless. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand that the sin is very expensive. Nothing could atone for your sin and mine. Nothing could pay for the sins of the world. No man could pay for it because we all born with a sinful blood. Not even angels could do that. So sin is that expensive. Only the Son of God could have to leave his throne in heaven and come down here on earth and go through all that he went through and become sin on Calvary's cross and bore our guilt and condemnation. When our sins came upon him, God turned against him because God must be just. Our sin must be legally paid for. He must legally pay for our sins because God must be a just judge. God must be justified in his dealings in heaven, on earth, and even in hell. That even demons and devils must justify God. God makes the law and he keeps it. As we used to say, he's not like our, you know, government leaders who make law, but don't keep it themselves. God makes the law his word. The Bible is a legal book. God makes the law and he himself keeps the law. Even if the devil breaks God's law, 
Yes, he does. He's a criminal. He's condemned. But God never break his own law. He will never break his own word. He will never utter what came out of his mouth. What he's decreed is decreed. And he himself is bound to keep his own law. That is why God cannot save you and I outside the cross of Christ. Somebody has to pay for sin for God to be able to legally pardon us, forgive us, and then come into our life and change it. So we don't live as we used to live before. Say with me, hallelujah, the power of the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sin had to be atoned for legally. The sting of sin, the sting of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is my body that is broken for you. And this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. So you and I can be sure that when we come to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be sure that the Father will accept that because he himself, our Heavenly Father, knowingly and willingly laid all our sins on the Lord Jesus Christ and now can then freely Forgive you and I who come to him in Jesus' name. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter 1. Hallelujah. That is in, uh, in, in, um, in uh, there in verse 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. You see, God is not just faithful, he's also just. He is just and a justifier. God was looking for a, justi a justifiable way to save man who was, uh, uh, who was uh, legally, legally uh, uh, bound to sin and Satan and darkness and hell. Well, human beings are legal slaves. We willingly sold our birthright to the devil. Just like the, uh, uh, you know, Esau sold his birthright to, to, to Jacob. And God can do nothing about that. He willingly sold his birthright. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, by listening to the devil, sold the human birthright to the devil. That's why the devil can tell you, Jesus, look at all is in the world. If you will bow down and worship me, I'll give to you because it was what? Delivered over to me. It was handed over to me. By who? By God? No, but by Adam. The dominion God gave to man in the beginning, chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 26, I give unto you dominion over all. Adam gave to Satan. But now in Christ... Christ has restored back again to us through his sacrifice on Calvary's cross. That if you will give your heart to Jesus and be born again, you have the dominion back. The dominion that God gave to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. The blood of Christ was pure and perfect till it was stained by our own sins. When the price was paid in full on the third day, our Savior rose from the dead on the cross he said it is finished paid in full nothing more to pay say with me it is finished it is finished the price the demand for justice is paid in full on Calvary's cross God knows it is true we know it is true even the devil know that the price for your redemption and mine is paid in full call right today Let's be friends, let's be partners, and help keep us on the air. Help us preach this word to more and more people all 
over the world. This is your friend and brother, Pastor Fessin Soha of Oasis Churches in Czech Republic and here in Prague saying to you, Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Be blessed, be blessed, and I cover you and yours with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page New Start under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.